0: If you're in construction, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Constructed Behaviors Podcast. I'm your host, Barb Allen. I'm a woman with decades of experience in the construction industry, and most of it on the job site. I know how rewarding this industry can be, but like you, I also know that we could improve. Let's work together to make changes from the inside out. That the construction world does a really crappy job of marketing our industry? I'm not saying that all companies suck, but in general, construction companies focus on remodeling and constructing buildings and infrastructure, and not so much on marketing. Many companies have gotten better at promoting their projects or maybe even their culture, but we continue to poorly market our industry. And according to ABC, we are going to need almost 500,000 people to join the construction industry in the next three years, and that is on top of the people that we would typically be recruiting in that time frame. How are we going to do this without marketing our industry? Well, today's guest, Darcy Burroughs, is going to help us with that. Darcy is now full-time in the construction industry, but prior to 2021, she was immersed in media. And not just any media, she was with Sports Illustrated Swimsuit in New York City for 15 years. And she was senior senior editor when she transitioned to the construction industry. And with what I have learned through my Google stocking of Darcy, she was part of the push that moved Sports Illustrated Swimsuit to include more diverse models that would represent women in real life. This woman knows how to get a company message to connect with real people. So let's start picking her brain. Thanks for joining me, Darcy.
1: Thank you so much, Barb. I'm psyched to be here.
0: I am so excited um, that you asked to be a guest on the podcast as soon as I started google stalking you and i saw that swimsuit sports illustrated comment i was like oh my gosh this this woman is so what we need to help us figure out how we're going to bring different people more women into the construction industry because we we just don't do a great job of marketing the industry and we talked about that a little before we started recording and it was an immediate head nod and we're just like totally agreeing like our industry just doesn't do a great job of marketing the industry. Okay, so let's talk about you for a minute here. Um, currently, you have two roles in construction. You are a business owner and a content marketing strategist, right?
1: Yes, specialist, but I like strategists too. <laughs> Ooh,
0: I like strategists too, but you're a specialist strategist. Okay, <laughs> so tell everyone a little about the company that you own.
1: Yeah, so my husband and I own a um, it's general contracting and custom building company in New York. And we also have a sawmill. So we're a little bit unique. You know, we have a lot of contractors in our area who build, but we get to say, well, what do you think about some timber framing with some local Adirondack pine? And you can have that showpiece in your house when people come over and like, you know, we get all the good marketing jargon like sustainable, local. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Um, but that's a, that's what helps us stand out in our local market. Um, is the sawmill, and it's a, a labor of love, but we love it. And um and yeah, we're just right now doing a couple projects, custom build on a gorgeous, like Scandinavian style home. And in between that, you know, when we have subs in doing their their work when we have to get out of the way, um, we're on the sawmill or we're, you know, laying out a foundation with a sub on a garage. So it's it's um I feel like a little overwhelmed with multitasking, <laughs> like trying to be a business owner. And then my full-time job, which is the other full-time job is my being a mom. But um, yeah.
0: Well, and I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel like I just have so many post-it notes in my head. I don't know which one I want to grab right now. And I'll grab one. I'll put it back up. I just feel like my head is full of post-it notes. And I, I think that's kind of what you're, what you're saying right now between all everything you have going on.
1: Absolutely. Like I say, I have all the tabs open. On my yes. computer, you know, <laughs> it's like, yes. "Okay, what was I just on? Oh, I have to call my son's school. <laughs> this, is
0: so this is the, this is, the, for those who can't see, um, this is what's on my desk. It's a little sign that says, my brain has too many tabs open. I totally relate to that, Darcy. Okay. So uh, I want to talk about the sawmill just one more second, because I think I heard, I heard or I read that part of this sawmill is mobile. Is that? Yes.
1: So we do have the option on our sawmill to have uh, to bring it to your landing or to your job site. And be- we live in a community that there's a lot of forestry, right? And people yeah. own acreage. And so if you know, you say you bought 30 acres and you'd like to utilize the pine or whatever hardwood, whatever on your property, and it's of like quality lumber. Um, we could tow our mill to your property, have a, a, a true, a true forestry, like logger come in and take the, take the trees down, mill it up, frame your house, side it, you know, do interior work, whatever. And it's all happened in one place. I call it from tree to home, kind of like from farm to table because yeah, it just happens in your backyard.
0: That's so cool. Okay. So tell us a little about content marketing S- specialist. What, what exactly does that entail in the company that you work for? What, what do they do?
1: Yeah. So I work for stack construction technologies. It's a contact company, obviously. Um, and we support, so we have solutions in like all phases of the construction cycle. So from pre-con to con and I handle the social media and like different levels of content. So like blog writing or email marketing, or, you know, all random press releases, some media relations stuff. So, um, really sometimes Jack of all trades, but I love it. And, um, it's helped me learn so much more about our company steel pines and how construction works. Like I learned a lot from my husband, who's been in it since he was 14. Um, and now I kind of get to see this other side of it through a company that's trying to be at the like pioneering the digital movement <laughs> in a Stone Age, you know, industry. So I, it's it's, I don't know. It's, there's a word for it, but it's like the perfect meeting of uh, personal and professional. So it's like that's how, awesome. Yeah, both the my comp my sorry. Steel Pines helps support my role at Stack and vice versa.
0: And I think it's so important that we figure out how how to fill all the buckets that we want to fill. And I I don't know that I ever really thought much about that before I started my own business and trying to figure out speaking, consulting, coaching, like training, workshops, like what is it that I want to do? And what I found out is the answer is yes like I need to do all those things to feel fulfilled like I love teaching and training and being in workshops and helping you know helping people actually realize and seeing the light bulb go off but I love being on stage and just getting that response from the audience and affecting so many people and it's I love that I finally found a, just a way to fill all of my buckets and and that's that's what you're talking about as well and I think that's awesome so I am I am purposely not um, diving into how she went from construction or from um, Sports Illustrated to construction because she did she was interviewed on She Builds uh, with Stephanie Olson. It is episode eighty five. It was dated April twentieth, and I'll put that in the show notes. I'll put a link to it so you guys can go listen to Stephanie's show and hear. Darcy tell that whole story um I wanted to have an opportunity where she's not having the same interview again and I really want to pick her brain on the marketing aspect of construction so what I do want to ask though is how has the construction industry treated you as an outsider coming into a world that you knew very little about now granted you've had your husband for going off the memory here 10 15
1: Can your Googling remind me how long we've been together? Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think we've been together for 12 years. Yeah.
0: Okay. So you, I mean, you've had ancillary experience uh, to the industry, but actually doing it yourself, you were new coming into stack. And um, how's the industry treated you overall?
1: You know what? I mean, there is just being a woman is a little difficult sometimes in the professional world. And then, We have all heard it in construction. There is a big gap, but I have to say I am pleasantly surprised, especially in my small community in upstate New York, which can be very mm, uh, old ways of thinking. We'll put it Um, (laughs) with male and female roles. The, because I think I've put myself out there as strong and confident and like, I'm going to take no shit from you, mister. Um, (laughs) there's a a level of respect that I just, I don't, I didn't get the, the difficult, um, conversations and people and obstacles that a lot of women do. That's great. Um, because I also didn't pretend I knew everything too. I I would ask for help. I would, present things like, Hey, I know I'm on the phone with you ordering hinges, but I have no idea what radius first square hinge means. So yeah. let's, yeah. can you show me a picture? <laughs> um, and from there, I also just like was self-taught. I, I mean, I, I researched a lot. I did a lot of like online courses, obviously that's not self-taught, but I was, um, proactive in, getting to know more about the industry, how it operates, how subs operate, how GCs operate, how different trades work, OSHA to like legal stuff to, you know, because I have to do it as a business owner. Like my husband, Mark and I, we don't have a support team. So I'm the accountant, the marketer, the business strategist, and sometimes the uh, pre-con manager, (laughs) like, All words
0: that you probably didn't even know 12 years ago.
1: Yeah, right? I have no idea what construction pre-construction, pre-construction is.
0: manager. Yeah. Um, so something you just touched on is something that I think makes women so great in the construction industry is the humility and the vulnerability to say when you don't know something. I think that. Um, you not knowing and saying to the vendor, I don't know the difference between these two type of hinges or what is a right-hand door or a left-hand door or, or all of that, right? Like being able to just say, hey, I'm new. Can you fill me in? There, That vulnerability creates typically, not always, but typically a relationship of honesty with that person you're talking about and so many are talking with. And I think so many people want to share their knowledge. They want to share their information. And they're like, oh, she wants to learn from me. And it creates a connection that's really great. And um, it can be intimidating coming into the industry and saying, I don't know what a pen form pen is or whatever. Like, But you ask and you learn. Everyone had to learn when they started. Uh, our learning curve is faster because we're not afraid to ask.
1: I absolutely agree with that. You articulated it very well. It's vulnerability. Absolutely. It's like the perfect word. And it's, it's you know, you may end up on the phone or in person with somebody who's like, I don't have time for you and I don't want to teach you. But in general, yeah. they do. They want to share information. And I think there's an appreciation for especially being a woman coming to them and not pretending. And just Hey, man to man here. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. So like teach me, and then we can both get our job done better. And I yeah. can help articulate what I need from supplier, sub, whatever. And it, this will make this a faster process. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Stop working with me.
0: That's right. That's right. Um, okay, so let's um let's transition to sports illustrated swimsuit. Um I, I've always loved this. I always love to see what they're going to come out with. I'll tell you my favorite, my favorite one ever, um, was the one where they did the painted on suits and maybe they've done more than that, but I'm like, this is a, like, this is artistry. Like, oh my gosh. So I've always loved it. Um, but I had also felt, you know, Hey, this is a certain look, like this is what we're making everyone strive for. And, um, so you were on the team uh, when the C. What I'm sorry, I don't know. I don't know titles within that media industry, but when a person uh, uh, that was leading your team said, "All right, we need to change this so it represents more honestly the women that read this." Um, tell us more about that. How how that transpired? Like, and I don't know how many of the conversations you were really in, but I would love to understand how how was it received when it was officially brought up and how how did it kind of work through that um I'm, I'm assuming there was resistance because that's a big change um how did how did the resistance get worked through and how did they feel about the end product and I want to know because I think there's so much we can take from that story and bring to construction to help make construction look more like, the world that we live in instead of what it looks like today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my editor just was at the forefront of this, like, what what is beauty? That was our, our thing that we talked about all the time. And what makes a woman beautiful? And when I first started at Sports Illustrated Swimsuit, it was very... Um, Male it was our audience was male dominated, male focused. And when my editor became in charge, she was like, "We have a huge female audience. It was like seventeen million. Wow. and we're we're not speaking to them. We're speaking to the men. And we want to provide something for everybody, right? And it's impossible to do that, but to the best of your abilities you create this inclusive diverse environment of women you know all genders and try and represent that and so being at the beginning of that and watching the ball roll and then the entire fashion industry changed and then it it fizzled out into you know you can't open an ad up without seeing a curvy you know whatever plus size whatever the term is anymore model um it's it was amazing. It was really empowering. It was inspiring. You know, I we hang on, I sat through a lot of castings with models, okay? And hearing stories of how, you know, for example, Ashley Graham is like a very popular um curvy model. And she, having her in the magazine changed this girl sitting in front of me's life. Like, she's like, I never thought I was beautiful. I always thought something was wrong with me, whether it was like the shape of her hips or her shoulders, you know, or her hair was the wrong texture or like whatever it was having something represented in the magazine that young women and men came forward and told us like this changed my life and gave me hope and strength and inspiration and motivation. And like, that was awesome. Like I loved being a part of that. Yeah. And like you said, how can we bring this over to the construction industry? It's it is male dominated and male focused. And what is a woman in construction like? What is beauty? What does a woman in construction look like? And like we were talking before this recording, you're like, do I look like a you know project, Superintendent, project? Right. Attendant. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, it's, it's anybody, we all look so different. You wouldn't think, you know, to be honest, when people asked me what I did for a living and I said, I'm, I was the senior editor of sports illustrated swimsuit, their jaws dropped. Like, do I look like the senior editor of sports illustrated swimsuit? Like, what does that even mean? You know what I mean? So same thing with construction. Like, do I look like I could be a welder? do I look like it could be a mechanic? I don't know. That's how do you answer that? And it, moving or changing minds and changing how we expect someone to be presented as, it's just like, let's squash that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, um, uh, the the p- part you said about, you know, someone's jaw drop that happens with me all the time, um, especially when I was still in the roles and people would be like, oh, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I'm in construction. they be like, oh, that's interesting. What do you do? And um, I would tell them and they'd be like, I'm sorry, what? Like, you know, it's like they no one expects someone who looks like me to be the person running a job site. And that's that's one of those awesome things I have going for me when I step on stage and people are not expecting this person, me, to be the one that's telling the stories about the job site. And then once I get going on those stories and they're like, oh my gosh, she's the real thing. She actually did this. What? Like trying to just get their brains to think differently. Um, and, And for me, how I do that is You know just easing into it like getting them a little comfortable with me being there and then start telling some stories that help them relate to oh wait maybe this does make sense maybe she was this oh my gosh she really does this you know it's that slow that slow buy in um and i think my question going back to sports illustrated is when that change was being made internally was it a slow buy-in as well? Like getting those upper level executives to think, okay, are we, is this really what we're going to do? And do you remember any of the things that were kind of pivotal to getting them to the yes?
1: You know what? I have to say there was a lot of support internally from executives to make these changes because they really believed in my editor and that, that was amazing. The difficulty was advertisers because oh. they were expecting something. And you had brands who are like want a male targeted um audience. And as we're shifting, it's like, well, you know, I'm just gonna make something like axe no longer makes sense, but Dove might. So it that was the the shift.
0: Oh, okay. So that, okay. That's totally interesting. And so where my brain goes immediately is I think there are a lot of, um, men that think, yeah, let's bring more women into construction, but then it comes down to, we need you to start hiring them. It's, but I don't know that they can do what we do. I don't know that they can lift this much. I don't know that they will fit in here. Like I, I, that is really interesting. I never thought about how the it would be the advertisers and not so much internal. Um, so many things to touch on here. Like I, your, your editor was a woman, right? Yeah. yeah. So your editor being a woman and they just had that faith in her to do that and to believe in her and her ideas, that in itself is amazing. I'm sure she had a career that did not always feel like that, um, but she got to that level but then they were just, okay, let's do this. And then it was the advertisers. Um, that's just spinning my brain a little right now. Like it's making me think, okay, how, how do I, how do we um, work with that in the industry as well? Because I think that, I think what I'm saying is, I think that our quote unquote advertisers, the ones that we actually struggle to get the the purchase from are those that actually need to hire the women. They, they like the idea of it, but they don't know how it really works with their company or their industry. Um, oh, that's, that's fascinating. Okay, so what do you think that our companies, um, people who are listening, that our companies can do to better market our industry to attract more and different
1: people into construction? Well, I think it's like you said, you know, having, what's the image of a woman in construction and breaking that mentality. You know, I've, I've just been thinking about this as we've been talking. I take a hip hop dance class every Wednesday night. It's the best thing ever. And I'm so jealous right now. and you know you walk in with an idea of okay what's like an intensive cardio hip-hop class gonna look like well there's women in there who are probably mid 55 60 years old there's like teenagers in there there's bigger women there's smaller women there's muscular women there's cushiony women like me (laughs) like it's so cool it and and everybody's just like busting their asses and having a blast. And it doesn't matter how perfect you did the dance or how many squats you did in between, like, we're all there and having so much fun. And, you know, it just like, it makes me so happy having that outlet and, and that reminder that just like we all can look different but be you know together in the same movement so
0: yeah so changing the perception uh yeah. i think it's what you're saying we've, we've got to focus on changing the perception of what a construction industry professional looks like an industry professional can be the iron worker in the field the laborer the project manager the construction pre-construction manager like what You're right. We people do have a preconceived notion of what those people look like. And you could be walking through Target and somebody walks in in a high vis shirt and you're like, oh, they work construction. Someone walks in dressed like you or I. That is not what they're thinking. Uh, Oh, we probably work construction. You know, it's we have to change that perception. How how can we as individuals like do you have ideas? And I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but. Do you have ideas as individuals, what we can do through our own social media, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, what can we do to start changing the perception of what people in construction look like?
1: Yeah, Um, I I love it on the spot, (laughs) my brain. I've I've got all the tabs open, Barb. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, you know, one of the things that, one of the things that inspires me is other women in construction showing and sharing the story of what they do all day and, and talking about it and, you know, bringing, bringing you on a job site and being like, this is how I'm going to work out this like electrical, you know, um, sorry, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, fix- huh? huh circuit, electrical circuit. circuit. Sure. I'm just thinking like, okay. you, know, you, you get called into a job because there's an issue and it's like, she's showing the, the breaker board, whatever. Don't even cut that part because mom brain has <laughs> taken over. It's okay. Um, I just, I like being immersed in the story of somebody's life on the field in construction because I don't know what that looks like, and so you know if I watch TikToks or reels or something, and somebody's bringing me to their job site or showing how they're joining two um, two pieces of timber or. You know, putting sheathing on a roof, like I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And she's badass. And I would never have expected that from her because she's like five foot two. You know what I mean? And so breaking my own um perceptions of what a woman looks like in construction, that's one of the things. So like using social media, getting in front of the camera, talking, sharing the story, um, at, like sharing resources too. Like I'm a national association of women in construction member for um. The capital district in New York, and you know, joining those local chapters and and connecting and networking with women who are in your area, who you would again, you're walking through Target, you'd never know. Um, I also wanted to like bring attention to the side of construction I didn't think about, and I talk about this like my old job at Sports Illustrated you never think that that job exists like no one's sitting around thinking someone's got to be the senior editor of that magazine um but i think at my current job at stack i never thought oh the software engineer job exists or the ux designer job exists but that's a job in construction working towards a construction technology company you know it doesn't have to look like picking up you know an impact driver or you know, putting on a hard hat or being out in the field, there is another side of it. Or like me, you're in marketing or like you, you're, you have a consulting and coaching business. So it doesn't have to be the quote unquote hard labor, even though sometimes our jobs are, (laughs) um, and that side of it is awesome too, but it's just, there's so many different opportunities that don't look like what you think of construction, which is the build.
0: I love that cuz my my question was how how do we change the perception for to, just to make the construction industry with more people in general cuz we're going to need more people um and we need, we need women as well but i mean that suggestion right there really leads toward just getting more people interested in what's out there because i don't think i think you're right we we don't we're not good at saying these are the kind of jobs that actually exist in construction. Like it's, if you want to be hands-on, we have tons of jobs that do that. But if you just wanna be part of the process in a different way, we have tons of jobs like that too. And I don't think we do a good job of, of showcasing that. And so changing the perception of what a person in construction looks like and changing the perception of what are the jobs in construction. Um, so I'm thinking about what I can do personally. Uh, the first thing I'm thinking is, as far as changing what people changing um, perception of what people look like. When I do interviews, I always ask for a headshot. And then on my YouTube channel is where I place a photo of the headshot of the person that I've interviewed. And I'm, wonder, I'm thinking now what I need to be doing is I need to be asking for the headshot, but I also need to be asking for just a picture in the day of the life of Darcy, right? So that on particularly on my LinkedIn, when I usually do a couple posts per episode, if I were to change it, so one of those posts is a picture of Darcy in everyday life. And it says what it is that you do, it ha- it allows people to start changing their mindset of oh, wait, this is what a person in construction looks like. I That is something that I can do and I'm super excited. And um, although you've probably sent me your headshot, you know now I am going to also ask you for a day in the life of Darcy. Um, and the, um, well, let me ask you, is there anything uh, from, from that part of the conversation that you're gonna do different with your social media now that we've had this discussion?
1: Um. Yeah, you know what? I post in my personal social media, like I post a lot about just like my life at home, my son, we have like a, a bit a mini farm, <laughs> we have horses and chickens and my garden and acreage, but um I don't post a lot about like my professional life. And I think that would inspire a a group of people that I'm I'm not even thinking about because I'm inspired Ah. by random shit. So like, you know, yeah, I'm sitting here doing social media posts on our marketing platform, but I'm also like, I don't know. Sorry. my, My wheels are spinning because I'm thinking about like, what else we could do. So uh, I'm going, and that's up perfect.
0: Thing. That's what I, that's what I wanted to do. Just initiate the conversation. I want other people. I want our listeners to be thinking the same thing. What can they do different? Because you're right. Our It doesn't always have to be through our work platform because we have such a big network of friends and family members that maybe they know what we do, but letting them see pictures of it changes their perception and maybe makes them share it with somebody else who might be interested. I love
1: that. You got to get the the younger generation to buy in as well. That's like super important. And I, I always talk about this is random, but like mentorship, I always make myself available for women or men, whoever to share a story or open up about something that like I'm really passionate about. So whether it's construction or motherhood, dear God. <laughs> you know, um, mental health, like the horses, I'm a horse girl, like all that stuff I'm really passionate about speaking about. and I'm really open about my own experiences with all of that. Um, where it's nice to give somebody an outlet and give them advice and you know, share my experiences so they don't feel so alone or or so that they, they feel inspired.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think that just this morning, I I had, I have this group that I meet with almost once a month and they have been titled, um, we call it Babo, badass women business owners. Um, we are all have started our businesses within the last year and a half now. And we just go and we talk about our, what we're struggling with and what we've, we've done, you know, what have been our successes since we saw each other last. And I think that's so important. Um, even though we are, you know, equals, as far as where we're at in our business, we are absolutely mentoring and supporting each other. And um, although my request and my stories this morning in that group were business related, um, one of the women in the group, her biggest struggle right now was a family struggle that she's having. And, you know, just being in that group and because your family does affect your business, and i just love having that support and i i think that people listening if you don't have that group find one person and make it one person and once you start having those conversations you'll be like oh so and so should join us you know and this group that i meet with i think there's maybe i'm guessing 15 people on the text string, text string and usually there's no more than 6 that actually show up it's about when can you attend and um, it's it's so great to feel supported and mentored. And in mine, it's not even, I, I think I'm the only one in the construction industry in it, but we are um, sharing what we're all going through and sharing our industries with each other. So I hadn't thought about it, but that's another way that I'm sharing the perception or changing the perception of what construction people look like.
1: Absolutely. I love that name. And I love that group. Yeah. You need your, I, you need your circle. You need your community of people, whoever it is, whatever industry that they're in to feel, a, you know, safe, vulnerable space to just like, let it out, man. And yeah. that's um, sharing the difficult stories too, whether it's through about work or about family. It's so helpful. It helps me so much when I feel like, I'm drowning, you know, it is, talk about family and business. It is hard being in business with your husband. I bet (laughs) it is. And he would say the same thing about me. (laughs) I'm always right, but I will say that. (laughs) Um, And it is hard being in business and having small business and a young child and being a mom in any profession. Dear God, it's just challenging and it feels like you're you're ripped in two places but um you're not alone that's like my main message to people like you're not alone in this there is someone else there are plenty of people going through whatever it is going on in your life so the more you talk about it and share the more other people are willing to be vulnerable and share their stories and then it becomes the like the just what we were talking about with Sports Illustrated, the change that starts to spiral and domino effect into the, you know, the big poster size images in Ulta when you go in to get your makeup, you know? Yes. Like, oh, that woman looks like me. Cool. I'm going to pick up that mascara.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I think that we have what we're really talking about overall um, is recruiting and retaining. Right. And the recruiting was where we were talking about changing the perspective or perception, sorry, changing the perception of what the what construction people look like, changing the perception of what jobs actually exist in construction. But where we just went was about retaining the people that we have because it is a demanding industry, whether you're in the field or in the office, it is a demanding industry. And if we don't develop those support networks inside um, to help each other through it, it doesn't matter how many people that we change, the, change their perception, if, how many people come in if we can't get them to stay. And um, I love that the conversation turned that way because it is just as important. You can't You can't just keep recruiting um, you'll be doing that forever if you don't figure out how to retain those people. So mm. I, I have loved where this conversation went. I'm love where I love where it started. I love everything about your story and I'm so glad you shared it with us today. Is there anything uh, you'd like to end with?
1: Um, you know, I would, I would like to give a shout out to, um, a woman who feels like a mentor to me. Um, she is our VP of marketing at Sat Construction Technologies, Lindsay uh-huh. Powers. And she is one of the best leaders I have ever met in my life. She knows how to run a team and support a team, like you just said, about talking about retainment. First of all, everybody at my company I talk to is like, I'm never leaving. Never let me go. I love Stacks so much. And it's such a good feeling. Um, But she has been so inspiring to me to be a better human, be a better coworker, be a better um, marketer, be a better construction owner, because she's constantly learning and bettering herself and providing feedback and making herself available as support on a professional or a personal level in a way that I've never experienced. And that has made such a difference in my life and the way I view my profession and the way I talk about my job, that it's like, if I can be that person for the next Darcy. You know what I mean? What an awesome change. And it's, it's just empowering and, and great. And I just like, I love her so much.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. So I'm going to end the episode with giving the listeners two homework assignments. One is do something on your social media that starts to change the perception of what people in construction look like. And homework assignment number two is send a message to someone that has truly supported you in the industry that you're in, or as a person, just send them a message today. It can be, thank you for being you, but send it to them today so that they get that reminder of what they what good they have done for
1: someone else.
0: So I'm going to leave it at that and hope that all the listeners go out and do your homework. So thanks, Darcy.
1: Thank you so much. I love that.
0: If you know someone that could benefit from this particular episode, then share it with them. Or if you want to continue to learn about the untapped and underutilized resources that will take your business to the next level, then follow the podcast. You don't want to miss an episode where we discuss what you needed to hear. And lastly, there is a link in the show notes that will allow you to reach out to me directly if you want to accelerate that learning curve. Thanks for listening. Talk soon.